Good morning. Grace and peace to you. Bro, great song. Great song. But there's not enough smiles on your faces. Life can be tough, right? Life is hard at times. Maybe that's why we celebrate so much. We celebrate uh, anything and everything just about anymore, you know. Uh, Look at your calendar. There's all kind of holidays there. Uh, We celebrate birthdays, anniversaries, weddings, new babies, graduations, New Year's Day, Christmas Day, Thanksgiving, Valentine's, St. Patrick's, Memorial Day, Independence Day, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Halloween, Labor Day, Patriot Day. And that's not all of them. <laughs> and I found out, uh, you know, some calendars have those crazy days on there. Pizza Day, Taco Day, Give a Hug Day. I found out. The one way up there for Rick is National Donut Day. <laughs> Not bad, though. Not bad. But, we, you know, we get all these things there. Besides, what else do we cel- celebrate? All your sports teams winning and all the things your kids do in school. Uh, you're getting A's and B's and good reports. and It's everything we celebrate and not, nothing wrong with that. It's good to remember these things, remember people, remember events. They're, they're our history. They're part of who we are today. It's good to acknowledge our kids and what they do. You know, here in, what's it going to be, Larry, Monday night? Somebody's going to be celebrating the national championship basketball, right? Sorry about the Mountaineers. But they, they got in there. They played tough. Yeah, if you got your team, uh, whose bracket is still whole and still good? Yeah, that's what I thought. Really, really gone this year. Anyway, they'll be celebrating that. We just celebrated a Super Bowl victory, and then baseball starts. You know, that's the real, that's the real game. But anyway, we'll, we'll uh, we can argue that later. But that's all good. But as Don led us, and as you see there in your little sheet, the scriptures, the big celebration is yet to come. Amen? (laughs) I mean, I really think that we as Christians are missing the mark in not looking forward to this day. And I don't know why, I think maybe some of us dread this day because we don't know where we are with God. And that's a real shame. If we're not sure of our salvation. And I'm not going to talk about that this morning. But you really need to look at your life and your relationship with Jesus and all that so that you can be looking forward to this day. And if there's things needed corrected in your life or you have questions, you need to straighten it out. So you can be looking forward to this. 
because I, we're supposed to. We're supposed to be looking for his return, aren't we? The scriptures teach it. We're supposed to be anticipating his return. We want to see him. That should be in our heart. So that's what we're going to talk about. When he comes back, there's going to be a recreation. We've talked about that. There's going to be true redemption. There's going to be a reunion. It's going to be a celebration. Things, uh, even as the song suggests, as we've studied in different passages of Scripture, what is in store for us is breathtaking, beyond our knowledge. Scriptures try to paint a picture. I think the Scriptures fall short for us to really know what God has in store for us. And the greatest thing is going to be to see the Lord. I don't, I don't think we can imagine what that moment will be like when we see Jesus. That's going to be the thrill of eternity. And I hope you're looking forward to that. Just another thought before we start in there in 1 Thessalonians. I was thinking about what, what is pure joy for you in this life? I know we all have things we really like to do. We love to do it. Every opportunity, we'll do it, okay? We'll plan for it. Uh, you know, we'll sneak out of the house to do it. You know, whatever. Maybe it's fishing for you or shopping, riding horses, reading, eating chocolate. I don't know. That really gives you joy and excitement. And I was thinking about myself way back, I'll tell myself, probably 8, 9, 10, 11 years old. I love my baseball cards. I still like them. Remember we talked about love last week and misuse of the word? I just misused that word. I love my baseball cards. And I was thinking, you know, if I had every baseball card that was ever printed, you know, there in my room, that would just be it. That, you know, that would be all I ever needed to just sit with them and play with them and read them, and that would be it for me. Of course, I've learned since then there's a lot more to life than baseball cards, as we all learn when we grow up. But, you know, that, that was the pure joy back then, and I don't know what it is for you, but this celebration... You know, hopefully we're, we're moving beyond these worldly things that do not love the world, nor the things in the world, but to focus on the Lord and look for his coming. 1 Thessalonians 4.13, and we're going to be moving back and forth between these first two scriptures here in 1 Thessalonians and 1 Corinthians, so uh, don't get upset with me. Uh, you might use your bookmarker there, your ribbon or something. But I think it's going to flow better if we do that. But we do not want you to be uninformed, brethren, about those who are asleep, so that you will not grieve as do the rest who have no hope. Or evidently, there was a, some, as you read the, the Thessalonian letters, some question there, even 
looking in the Corinthian letter, they had a question about resurrection. Here was a question about those who had already died in the Lord, that that was it, that they were lost. Not lost, but they, would, they could not enjoy uh, eternity. And maybe there's a resurrection question here as well. They were thinking that only those who would be saved and be with the Lord were those who were alive when he came back. And Paul is writing partly here, I think, to straighten that out and to really give them the true picture of how it's going to be. So here again is one of the great truths that we need to know about life, and that is the fact that we need to know the truth. I don't want you to be uninformed, brethren, okay? We need to be informed, don't we? About life, about salvation, about how it's going to be, and about things that trouble us. We need to know there are answers. So again, I point you to the Word of God, and we have elders to answer questions, and myself, and Rick, and Dawn, and others. We need to know the truth. They didn't know the truth, and because of that, they were troubled. Okay? They were thinking wrongly. If you go down to the verse 18, it says, Comfort one another with these words. These were the words of truth, and they could, okay, this is the way it's going to be, so we can be comforted in that. Those who are asleep are those who are dead and passed on. The scripture, more often than not, talks about sleeping and being asleep. We studied this on a Wednesday night class. That they are asleep, just waiting for the trumpet to sound. And then he speaks of those, I, I don't want you to grieve. You see, they were grieving. They were troubled about those who were gone on ahead, about those who have no hope. Now, there are people who have no hope. Those are the ones outside of Christ Jesus. They're not in Christ. They're not serving the Lord. They're not under the grace of Christ. They have no hope. I mean, that's just plain and simple the way it is. And so Paul is trying to sort that out now. He says, those who have gone on before, those who have been in Christ, been baptized into Christ, are serving him, they have hope. They have hope. They have all the hope that you do. So don't be grieving about them. Verse 14. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, some of our songs are about that this morning, a little bit, part of them. Do you believe that? Now, I'm not just saying, yeah, well, that's what the church believes. And that's what's in the Bible. I'm saying with all your heart, do you believe that? This is where it starts. Not just, well, I think so, or everybody says that, or that's what Jeff says, or that's what Mike says. Do you believe it? Absolutely, totally, completely. Without doubt. Jesus died and rose again. If we believe that, even so, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep in Jesus. So he's talking about the return. 
It's all based on Jesus' death and resurrection. It's not going to happen if he didn't come back from the dead. And Don mentioned the second coming, and I was just sitting there in my seat thinking, you know what? This is really his third coming, isn't it? He came the first time to become Jesus of Nazareth. The word became flesh. The second time is he was resurrected from the dead, right? He came back from the dead. That's the second time he came back. This is really going to be the third time. I just thought of that, so do with that, do with that what you want. So that, that's what it's all based on. That's the gospel. He gave his life on the cross for us. He did die, but he came back. And he's now at the right hand of the Father. You believe that. Then you can believe that he's going to bring with him those who have fallen asleep in Jesus. Those who have gone on before. They will come back. And we'll see a little bit how that's going to happen. So we think about this. And I know this is hard for a lot of us. I mean, it's a good situation, but it also brings up the tears because you think about grandpa and grandma. You haven't seen them for a long time. Sleep in Jesus. They'll be there. Mom and dad. They'll be there. Maybe... uh, Maybe a grandparent you never met, but you heard your mom or your dad talk about them a lot. You'd like to meet them. Maybe a spouse who's already passed on. A son or a daughter gone. Grandchild has already crossed over, maybe. Good friend, brother or sister. In Christ. You will see them again. They will be there. This is the reunion that I mentioned. God, he's not forgotten. He's not forgotten them. They are not forgotten. They're not tucked away somewhere in a, in a cave somewhere or a chamber, and that's it. They will be there. Reason to celebrate. Reason to celebrate. Someone you love, someone you knew, they will be there, not forgotten. Verse 15. For this we say to you, by the word of the Lord. Jesus evidently was telling this to Paul. Paul talked in different places about he got revelation from God. Okay? Straight from the Lord. He went up to the third heaven. Of course, he couldn't repeat any of that to us, but there's... He told Peter, he says, you know, no man taught me this gospel. It was revealed to me by God himself. And here he says, by the word of the Lord. Again, something we can take to the bank. This is the truth. Believe it, rely on it, live by it. Day by day, not just on Sunday. Live by this. This is going to happen. This is our future. A time to celebrate. that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord, and there will be some who are, okay? There will be some who are alive, serving the Lord when he comes back, okay? In other words, that kind of tells us things 
are just going to be keep going on as they are. Jesus mentioned that and when he talked in Matthew, he says it'll be like in the days of Noah, one will be grinding and one will be taken and one left and so forth. Things will just be going on as usual as they are today. Some will remain. But he says they will not precede those who have fallen asleep. In other words, we who remain will not be the first ones up. Okay? We'll not be the first ones up. They will rise first. Let's read 16 as well. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Okay? Now, that could refer to resurrection, meaning they will rise before those who are condemned. But I think in the context he's talking about there will be the first ones off the ground, the first ones into the air, because that's what he's talking about, isn't he? That you, you or remain are not going to precede those who are dead in Christ. They're going to go up first, and then you're going to follow him, follow them if you are, in fact, still alive. All right? So, we need to be listening, tuned in. A shout, my footnote says a cry of command. Uh, I don't know what that'll be. Maybe something like, it's finished, come forth, I don't know. But I think everybody's going to hear it. It's over, it's time, yeah. Give you a little chill, doesn't it? I don't, can't only imagine what kind of a voice that will be. Probably an angelic voice. Wow. So we get to shout, and then also with the voice of, of the archangel, all right? Now, I don't know whether he's going to be shouting or he's going to be saying some other things here. Uh, maybe yes, maybe no, but whatever. Archangels involved, you know, we see those pictures and Jesus talking about the angels came and gathered the elect from the four winds. They're going to definitely be involved. You will see angels that day. Yes, we will. They'll be around. That'll be interesting too. And uh, we'll be happy they're on our side. Oh, yeah, we'll be happy they're on our side. And with the trumpet of God. Ooh. I bet that's a beautiful sound. Perfect tone. Loud. So we need to be listening. Listening for the signal. The dead... And Christ will rise first. And about this time, you know, we see the graves open or however it's going to be. I think some one scripture implies the graves will be open, but here's these rising up in their new bodies. We're going to look at that in a minute. And we're left and we're starting to rise. And that's about that time we're going, yes, yes, yes. True. 
You know, by faith, by faith, we know it's going to happen, but when faith becomes sight, the reality, yes. True to his word. All right. Now let's go back to 1 Corinthians 15. We're rising in the air. So what's happening here for them to come out of their graves? 1 Corinthians 15 and 50. Now I say this, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Another one of those truths we need to know. It's not this body that's going to inherit the kingdom or go on into eternity because it's perishable. What's in eternity is imperishable, incorruptible, eternal, whatever word you want to apply. It's not going to die. It's not going to decay. It's going to go on forever. That's what we're looking for. The brand new body. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep. All right, that's what we just, Paul just told them in Thessalonians. There'll be some still alive. All right. Not all sleep, but we will all be changed. We will all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, boom, be changed just like that. From the perishable to the imperishable. From the corruptible to the incorruptible. Not only those who are in the ground, but those who are alive. Just like that. Changed. The twinkling of an eye. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. For this perishable must put on the imperishable, and the mortal must put on immortality. So we'll get that spiritual body. A brand new body. Is anybody ready for a new body? Just a few of you. Well, those who aren't, someday you probably will be. So just uh, be patient. Be patient. All right, now, keep your finger there just real quick to Romans 8. Uh, Something we sometimes miss, we always talk about redemption of the soul. The inner person, okay, we to be redeemed. But our body, this is part of this is the redemption of the body as well. The body that has been cursed uh, because of sin, it corrupts, gets old, uh, illness, and it dies. Okay? The body is redeemed as well. Romans 8:22. For we know that the whole creation groans and suffers the pains of childbirth together until now. And not only this, but also we ourselves, having the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves grown within ourselves, eagerly waiting, waiting for our adoption as sons, the redemption of our body. And that's what's happening here when we get the new body, the spiritual body. The body is redeemed now. It no longer is under the curse. It will not die. It 
will go on to live forever. So soul and body, all redeemed by Jesus. And it must be so to inherit the kingdom of heaven. Okay. Back to 1 Thessalonians 4. Last two verses there, 17 and 18. Then we are alive and remain, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. We'll see angels. We'll see those who've gone on before. But someday you will fly. Someday you will fly. Yes, you will. You will just leave the ground. Now, those of you who are afraid to fly, I don't know what to tell you. I know there are some who are afraid to fly. But I'm sure that the Lord will alleviate all those fears that day, and you won't even be thinking about how high you're going up in the air where you're going. So anyway, and here's the, here's the reunion caught up together with them, those who have gone before. They're already up there. And we'll meet the Lord in the air. There's the, for me, and I hope for you, the most thrilling part. You get to see him. Maybe the first face-to-face with Jesus. The one you've loved. You know, Peter writes, you love, you, you love him, but you've never seen him. Yeah. Okay? The one you believed in, the one you've trusted, the one you've prayed through, the one you've read about, the one you've told other people about. He's real. And he's going to be there. And he makes it all possible. Finally. Yea, Lord. Time to start celebrating. It's over. It's done. You made it. He did it. He kept his word. Comfort one another with these words. You know, I think we can go beyond the context here. You know, these folks were worried that those who had gone before wouldn't, wouldn't be counted or wouldn't be there. Paul setting the record straight. But I think we, today, when we struggle with things and someone crosses over, comfort one another with these words. If they're in Christ, you'll see them again on that day. And they certainly won't be uh, in that body that they were suffering in or whatever it was. They'll be in that brand new body, rising in the air. Comfort one another with these words. Back to 1 Corinthians 15 to finish up. Verse 54. And here's, this is like, I'm going to read these, what, four verses? You know, the, these, are, these are words here that should thrill us, make us excited, and uh, again, to celebrate 
when this perishable will have put on this imperishable and this mortal will have put on immortality. When it happens. Yeah, we, we anticipate that by faith it's going to happen. Okay? And we're looking forward to that. But then we'll come about the same. When it really happens, when it really happens, and for those who are there, for those of us who are there, death is swallowed up in victory. Death is no more. We put on the incorruptible, imperishable body, and death can't touch you. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? You're going, nah, nah, nah. See ya, like Mike says, see ya, but that's right. Death, Hades, the devil, sin, see ya, is gone. It's over. You're free, truly free. Time to celebrate. That's what we look forward to. We all struggle with things in this body, and you're not just talking about physical illness with our temptations and trying to serve the Lord and, and, and be better as a Christian. And, you know, we get down on ourselves and this and that. It'll be gone. Be done. The struggle, the fight will be over. The sting of death is sin. The power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God. Here it is again. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We fought with him. We fought beside him. We fought for him. We fought in his name. We fought hard. But it's Jesus who won the day. He won the victory. A gift of God. Time to celebrate. Look forward to that. It's a date on God's calendar. Think about it. Paul tells us that in Acts. He has appointed a day. It's out there. And in the context of our, our lesson, he is looking forward to being with you. Think about it. We're looking forward to being with him. He's looking forward to being with us, right? I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, you can come and live, and where I am, you can be also. That was a very poor paraphrase, but you know the idea. That where I am, you can be also. And he wants to show you eternity. Time to celebrate. Is that in your future? Are you anticipating that? Are you looking for that? Are you listening for the shout and the trumpet? I know God has blessed us with great things here and we still have work to do and so forth as long as we live. But, you know, this is out there for us. This, this, is, this is the reason that we move forward because he's made these great things Promises to us. Promise of life eternal with him.
you need to obey the gospel this morning and make this hope your hope, we can assist you with that. We baptize you into Christ. If you're a Christian and you know, you're not, you're not looking forward to this. You, you have doubts and you have questions. Like I said before, you really need to sit back and think it through and maybe get someone to sit down and talk with you so you can be assured that this day is going to be a great day for you and you can be looking forward to it. If you want to come this morning, we can pray with you. However you want to respond, Brother Don, would you please lead us?